right now, we get to take a road trip to talk with Martin Hayward, outgoing city manager, set to retire. It is our first in a while, a London Live road trip. Well, here we are on the steps of City Hall on what A.A. Milne would have called a very blustery day. Makes it feel like fall, for sure. We are here to see City Manager Martin Hayward. Don't even have to open the door anymore. They just open right for you. When did they put these in? Hi, I'm here to see City Manager Martin Hayward. They said just to come up to the 10th floor. That's okay? Yes. Yes. 10 left, right. I think I can remember that. Thank you. So 10 left, right. Ooh, look at the elevators here already. Going up. Number 10 has been pushed. I think it's a fast elevator. You know those really fast ones? Oh, yeah, this one's a good elevator. This is nice and fast. Already at the fifth floor. Please watch my step. Now, what was I told downstairs? Left and a right, right and a left. Left and a right, I think. Left and a right. And the door is open. And away we go. Great. How are you? I'm Mike from 980 CFBL. How are things? Good things. If you just want to have a seat, I'll let you know you're here. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. That is the start of our road trip. We are now upstairs outside the office of Martin Hayward. We'll sit down with him. You want to talk about someone who has had an amazing ride through a career? You want to talk to someone who has been at maybe a a place where they thought, I'm never getting out of here, and I didn't expect my life to turn out this way. Martin has been there and has risen to great heights. We are on a road trip, kind of. Right now, I'm still in our wonderful studios. These are beautiful places to be. But Martin Hayward is retiring as city manager. And we had a chance to go to his office. When we last left this story, we were out of the elevator, left, right, through the door, made it, sat in a chair, and then got invited into the office of Martin Hayward, London city manager. Well, congratulations on uh, a pretty phenomenal career here in London, a pretty phenomenal career overall. You have such a great story. We get to be in your office. Do, do many people get to come into this office? Uh, I have a steady stream of folk walking through this office, so yes, there's a lot of people that come through here. When you look to describe the office, it has some beautiful brick on it, great view of some of the downtown in London, but there is a boardroom table right here that will easily seat six, probably a couple more if you had to make room for them. So yeah, if, if you've got a meeting table in your office, chances are life's full of meetings, right? Yeah, there's a lot of meetings, but I also have a, a, a whiteboard that's right behind you, and uh, actually it's a wall that we can uh, draw on, and uh, we make ample use of that because I like meetings to be productive. I don't want them to meet just for the sake of meeting. 
So, uh, but we we get a lot of work done in here. So it's really uh, actually been very useful, and I don't have to book meeting rooms that way. So eureka moments would they happen at this desk that we're sitting at right now? Uh, there have been a few eureka moments over the years, uh, uh, both here and when I was treasurer as well, because I started off uh, down in finance, obviously. Uh, but it's uh, it's been uh, a good uh, good run, and uh, it's not me running this organization but there's a whole team of people here and uh, i just happen to be at the helm so it's good you have seen many forms of what you're doing now from different angles because of where you were able to start take us back to where you feel you started where would you pinpoint that well definitely when i graduated from university there were no work there was no work and that was in the early 80s and so after about a year of trying to get work and being overqualified and under experienced i Got a job at Hamilton Road Senior Center as a janitor, part-time, and I thought, this is uh, interesting, and I got to see things from a perspective that uh, I didn't think I would. But you know what? I really enjoyed that job, and I'll tell you why. Because one night I was complaining, as we do, and calling out, saying, God, like, why did you put me in this place? And all of a sudden, the words came back into my head, if you're faithful in a little, I'll make you faithful over much, which are words from the Bible. And so I, it just shook me, and so I made sure my toilets were the cleanest. You could have eaten off my toilets. That's how clean they were. I wouldn't recommend it a day later, but the, certainly the night I cleaned them, you could eat. Uh, and from there, I went down to the PUC, and I went, which was the area that I was working in, uh, and went into the Human Resources Department and made use of a program called OCAP, which was paid me $100 a week. Uh, but I could offer my services for free to get experience. So I offered my services for free, got the experience, worked in the HR area for a bit, and then finally got a job in finance, uh, moved into the uh, union position in accounts payable at the time and got bumped out. Uh, I was on the end of a, a bump where somebody decided they, they want to go back into their old job. Uh, so that's that was interesting. And then uh, got into a, an area called internal audit uh, where I did a whole covered the city, I, I covered all the IT area, uh, did a whole bunch of different audits, I even did an undercover audit one time, so it was, uh, it was been quite the experience. Uh, when we think undercover, uh, we're thinking disguises and pretending to be, a, I always love the police officers that will set up, say, a, a pawn shop or some business in a city, so how do you do an undercover audit in finance? So I was young and quite youthful looking at the time, and uh, in my early 20s, and I ended up um, uh, actually going to a particular site that we had and was uh, being basically one of the employees there because nobody really knew me and uh, was able to unearth a few things that uh, were going on and uh, were able to deal with it. So uh, did I have a, one of those little microphone things and everything? Yes, actually, I did. It was oh, like, really? It was like a bit of a sting operation, so it was kind of interesting. The, were there two guys from another finance department in a truck somewhere outside? No, it wasn't. A, uh, there were other folk there, but it was the managers of the area and that type of thing. So it was, it was interesting. That is great. We are in the office of Martin Hayward, city manager, and we are able to soak in what he has done to get to this point. We'll talk about being at this point. So take us from there. Where did the jump come to wanting to maybe manage and, and be in a position like this? 
So I uh, made the jump to the city and uh, went through a whole bunch of different high-profile things like downloading and uh, Bob Ray days, I don't know, that going, taking me back a bit, dating me. Also uh, became project manager on implementing a new financial system. And when I came back from that, I went back into the, uh, the area, well, it's called financial planning and policy, but it's budget, basically. And, uh, and I took a look at where we were financially and said, we're not going to be around or we're going to lose AAA if we keep going down this road. So I worked with some folk uh, collaboratively, so engineers. Uh, there was a, a fellow specifically uh, in a sewer area who I worked with to build models and, and get us moving forward. Um, looked at that and, uh, and, and came forward with a strategic financial plan and made arguments for that uh, with uh, members of council and uh, uh, it was tough but I, I got to hand it to the council members of the day they made some tough decisions around it and we were able to retain our AAA credit rating um, also went through a number of changes organizationally at the time so I started to see what it was like from different city managers I've been through I think it's 10, 11 city managers I'm the 12th so and I'm the hardest on myself, so. <laughs> but it was uh, so you get to see a lot of different styles as well, different way, way people are treated, and uh, you know what feels good, what doesn't feel good. So I've, I've learned a lot through other people's behaviours and the way they've run the organisation. Anyway, then I moved in uh, basically up and and into the the treasurer role for a number of years. Again, got a lot of solid support from council members, and they made some tough decisions. So, you know, they're in a, a very difficult position where they, uh, you know, they're always going to have people yelling at them because they're not making the right decision. It's not an enviable place to be, and we need to support them as best we can because they really do have a best interest at heart. And I'm not just saying that because I'm leaving. I'm saying that because I really believe it. Well, you get a, a really unique view of that because, like you say, everybody will watch a council decision. Oh, how, how could they be doing that? That's the wrong thing. That's But nobody goes to work in any day in a job like that saying, you know, what can we screw up today? Well, how, do, how do we make this place worse? You get to see it from that side. Can you, can you tell us for certain that's not happening? Absolutely. I, what you just said, nobody comes in here to say, how can we screw this up or how can we hurt these people. Now, everybody has the intention of coming in and making things better. Uh, sometimes uh, there's distractions that happen and uh, or there are other things that come down. So, you know, there's always a lot of noise about decisions, but sometimes people make noise, but they don't have all the information as well. So I th one of the areas that we've really tried to improve on, and we certainly did it in the finance area, and we're trying to do it with the rest of the corporation, is communication, being really plain English communication. This is what's going on. Obviously, not everybody, everything can be revealed because there are some things that are confidential, particularly if it's personnel-related or realty-related, that type of thing. But generally, putting things out there so people understand, I think, really helps. Or, or being open to have a conversation with people also helps. And uh, we've tried to do that more and more over the years. So I think that's helped. Now, when you look at that, that transparency element, a lot of governments will, will really want to do that. A lot of cities, a lot of organizations, they will want to preach transparency. How do you decide what can go out there and, and maybe what isn't good to go out there? Well, I think uh, obviously there are some rules that we have in the Municipal Act that some things are confidential, some things aren't. Uh, but if it's uh, about a specific individual, obviously that should never go out, and, and that's not fair to anybody. 
Um, if it's about negotiations on contracts, I think that can hurt because then people start interjecting and it can actually hurt the city's position in the long run. And uh, I think the, for the most part, though, a lot of information does flow out and should flow out. I think sometimes the way in which it flows out is not necessarily always understandable, and that's one of the areas we're trying to work on is make it more plain English and uh, certainly make information more accessible to people uh, so they can make informed comments. When you look at kind of the the team element, how big really is the team that runs this city? Would we be shocked to know? Um, well, I mean, the team is everybody that works for the city. I mean, without our frontline folk that are dealing with people day to day that care about the city as well. I mean, we just met yesterday with some folks from a social service area who really care about the clients that they deal with and they really celebrate with them and they get involved with them because they they care about the individual. You know, without that kind of level of caring, uh, we don't move forward and we're not a compassionate city. We're not a city that uh, is going to meet the needs of the community. Without people caring about the work they do when it comes to delivery of water or, or getting rid of the wastewater, you know, you... Uh, we've got folks that in the middle of winter are jumping into holes filled with ice water. I mean, who does that, right? And, but it's people that care, people that are, really want to do a good job for this city. And so the team is pretty big. Uh, I would say it's 3,000 plus. When you look back, what pops into your mind in terms of days that, that stand out to you or moments that stand out to you, things that happen that stand out to you? What's there? Well, uh, obviously, there's a whole host of time, uh, times that stand out to me, uh, the downloading piece with the province and how we were uh, criticized for standing up to some of the province uh, at the time, saying, oh, no, you're just blaming another level of government. Well, now it's sort of everybody can see what the impacts are. I think, uh, you know, looking at some of the um, issues that have hit the paper that have been somewhat distracting to the organization and what the organization does and i won't get into any of the scandals over the years but everybody knows what i'm talking about and it's um you know moving on from that and actually uh, uh focusing on the work at hand but then i come to things like major emergencies so the woodman avenue one that was recent you know uh People see the first responders that were on the ground, and they did a phenomenal job there. And you know, we had some injuries as a result of that. And obviously, we're, we're still caring for for that, and want uh, wish the the best to to those that were injured and, and a speedy recovery still. Um, but uh, there was a whole team of folk that were dealing with uh, people from a reception center point of view, making sure they were housed, making sure they was they were clothed. Uh, uh, we had a whole team at our emergency operations center that was coordinating everything. So all the chiefs and the, the mayor and I were out there and uh, others, uh, and they'd been going, some folk had been going from midnight the night that it happened until pretty well 10 o'clock the next day trying to make uh, bring it together, get people in their homes. And seeing that group, seeing the group of city employees and the emergency responders all pulled together and the, even the communications uh, was just an unbelievable experience, seeing how we can come together as a team and really work. And we got people back into the homes you know, within 24 hours of the explosion, which was really incredible when you look at it. And, uh, yes, I know there were some homes that were destroyed, unfortunately, and, but they're 
you know the, the insurance companies are dealing with all that now which is which is great and uh, but the community as well has rallied around everybody so it's not just the city of london employees but the whole community came together and it's been recognized across the country london is a caring community we care for one another and we need to care for one another so finally what's next <laughs> Well, I've got uh, four granddaughters, uh, three kids spread all over the, the world. They're all married, and my wife. And I really want to focus on, on my family. Uh, my son's already booked me for redoing his bathroom. Uh, now, is that something you have uh, an ability to do? Can you, can you do a little remodeling? You're handy? Uh, somewhat handy. <laughs> you know what they say in the Red Green Show. If your wife doesn't find you handsome, she better find you handy. <laughs> so uh, the... Um, and then I also am very involved with my church, so I want to work with uh, people that may be uh, less advantaged than me and, and just uh, help out there as well in any way I can. What do you think? You, you're going to be watching all the decisions coming out of this office, coming out of the city, and is, is it going to be hard to do that? Uh, I think uh, in terms of the decisions coming out, I, I'm here. The, the people that work here are phenomenal. The council members are great as well. So, you know cheering them on from the sidelines i know the decision making is not easy i know that some of the some of the issues that they face are really what do you do in the, this particular situation uh, how do you react and so uh, in some cases they're no win so i'm going to be cheering them on from the sidelines and if you know if i can be of any support i'm going to send letters of encouragement or whatever if i need to but uh uh, I just uh, I think we're le- I'm leaving the city in really great hands though, so I'm very confident that uh, we're going to see this place really boom and grow and just grow in so many different ways. Martin, thanks for what you've done. Congratulations! Thanks for spending some time with us in your office. Well, thank you very much as well. Martin Hayward, outgoing city manager in London. Our road trip for today.